Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Executive Director of the Center, and I'm here with my colleague, Priscilla Weigel, our Assistant Director. Hi, Priscilla. Hi, Cindy. So we are doing, we decided to think about um, infants and toddlers and do some podcasting about the little ones, Mm -hmm. and we immediately thought about biting Mm -hmm. because we hear so many different things from the people who call us about coaching about those little toddlers who want to bite and so we're going to do a two-part series one kind of talking about why infants and toddlers bite in the first place and then maybe a, the second part on some strategies to prevent that biting or things that we can do when a child does start to bite. So we know, uh, Priscilla, that biting is not uncommon in early care programs. That's probably something people would mention when they talk about something that they're challenged with in infant programs. And we know when kids are not under three that it's often developmental and Mm -hmm. it's part of just what they do uh, to explore and, and kind of figure out what how the world will react to them. True. But what else would you say the purpose of biting is for an infant or a toddler? And we, I, I'll say right off the bat, we don't like to call them biters. No. <laughs> right? Because they're children. Right. They're children that just are having a little bout with mm-hmm. some temptation to bite. Mm-hmm. So... One thing, when you think about the development of a young child, they're coming out of that very oral stage of everything being explored through their mouth initially. And so you think of really that piece of experimentation and exploration. They're trying to figure out, as you said, how does this work? This is, how do people react to me when I do this? And kids learn pretty quickly that if they get a big bang for something, mm-hmm why not keep doing it? So they're oftentimes just trying to experiment, testing the waters, seeing what happens. I saw this other child do this, mm-hmm. and they got a lot of reaction. Oh, the provider came right over right away. Hmm, maybe I'll try that. Or they had they watch another child bite another child, and they see that that other child drops the toy they've got. Oh, that's easy. I'll just try that. So it's, it's a way of them just testing what works and what doesn't work. And so our reaction is really important, mm-hmm. and we'll talk more about that in strategies, too. And don't you think it's a little confusing for, and we've talked about this so many times they children come into the world and they're so little Mm -hmm. they have such they have very little experience Mm -hmm. in life yeah and so they can bite this this toy sure and they can chew on their blankie Mm -hmm. or they can chew on their binky Mm -hmm. but when they bite down on their friend's arm you know yeah i mean differentiating for them that's a little complicated sure skill yeah so i i think sometimes we just don't think it through like oh you know they're Mm -hmm. they're used to chewing and Mm -hmm. biting on things sure so sometimes they make a mistake and they bite their friend who's a little bit too close sure and and two it's not a malicious Mm -hmm. act in most cases it's just kids going through that stage and not every child is going to be a biter and those of you listening out there you know you have many children in your care that are not 
attempting any biting. Mm -hmm. And there maybe just aren't an, a real oral child, right. or they just haven't seen the need for it. Or they maybe tried it once and thought, not for me. Right. But the fact that, too, that if you picture... They, uh, I don't know if any of you have had teeth problems in the, your adult life, but how much it hurts when a child is teething, mm -hmm. and truly that teething process, mm -hmm. biting down hard on something is soothing. And that's mm -hmm. why there are those nice frozen teethers, all different types of teething things. As you were saying, that's confusing to children because they can chomp on that really hard. But if you think of the squishy arm of a fellow toddler, <laughs> yes. that feels pretty good too. Yes. So helping them understand that there are different things they can do to eat that pain, also staying on top of it as a parent to make sure that everything's going okay in that teething process, mm -hmm. checking in with your pediatrician, because if a child does have just, I mean, it's it's uncomfortable, there will be discomfort, there will be tears, there might be being up longer at night than they have been, it might change some of their sleep patterns, but knowing that you need to help them navigate that not just expecting them to figure that all out by themselves mm -hmm. is is that's too much for that right. little one yep yeah exactly and also just that oral stimulation mm -hmm. it feels good to chew on things some of us as adults are chewers you know in the olden days people maybe chewed on pencils now we spend more time on our computers so we're not chewing on pencils all the time but children like that input mm -hmm. and it feels good and so giving them something to do instead um, is really important and having things and, and the, the key is to make sure that it stays clean and that germs aren't being transmitted throughout all the kids in your care but having baskets that the minute something goes in a child's mouth you just toss it up there so mm -hmm. you know it's going to be disinfected that's and important and sometimes beyond what we know is just developmental and biological there are some other maybe emotional reasons mm -hmm. a child might bite a friend yeah yeah. So maybe you could talk about a few of those. Sure. There's, well, one of them, it's a very powerful behavior, mm -hmm. as I said. I mean, you you chomp on someone, and my goodness, you get a reaction. You get whatever they might be holding. You get a lot of attention. And the reaction is sometimes tears and screaming. And for some children, it's really kind of exhilarating to see how quickly they can manipulate that other person's behaviors and, and outcomes. And they're just experimenting with the world. They're doing that with their parents. They're doing it with caregivers. You know, uh, toddlers will often do the, you pick up a child and they'll maybe hit you on the face and, and look at your face for your reaction. And oftentimes, as adults, we might be smiling and saying, no, 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 that's not okay when we're sending a mixed message to the child. And so we have to really look at, if a child's seeking out power and control, we have to look at our whole environment and say, why would they feel the need to be seeking power and control through biting a friend? Mm -hmm. How else can I give them an opportunity to be in control of a situation? Do you want this toy or this toy? Mm -hmm. You can tell me. All throughout their day so that they're getting that opportunity and that feeling of, I've got some power here. I don't have to seek it out in real negative ways. Mm -hmm. So that's... A I common think thing. what you're talking about, too, goes to what we often refer to as goodness of fit. So mm -hmm. it's really about um, the, the teacher and the program looking at, well, what's going on in my environment? Because mm -hmm. if a child is persistently using biting, yeah. then it's up to us to say, hmm, something's going on here. Yeah. And I'm the, I'm the professional, so I need to make the adaptations here so that we can mitigate or change mm -hmm. for the child yeah. this something triggers the things that are causing him to want to make this biting behavior happen yeah and and 
sometimes children just they want somebody to play with mm-hmm. and they just are really close by to that child and they see that really those squishy arms next to them or that cheek that's so close and they might chomp on them because they just think oh mm-hmm. I want to play with that person also feeling threatened can also create a challenge for a child and they may bite just because it feels like their quick reaction mm-hmm. it's just this innate need to protect themselves and they're too close or someone maybe took something of theirs and they just go to that immediate quick response they don't have a lot of time or processing because they're just new to this world they have very little experience they're not going to say hmm he took my toy well that gives me three choices I should I could ask for it back I could ask a grown-up for help or I could just grab it no instead he's going to or she will -hmm. just do the quickest thing to get that toy back and it might be a bite well and for those listening to us today um, you know our settings as much as we make them developmentally appropriate and high quality you have to step back sometimes and think either a child, if they're in a family child care setting, you have an infant or a toddler uh, who, who may be surrounded by, you know, several preschoolers. Mm-hmm, and so true. they are kind of like, oh my, I'm, you know, I'm in this. I, gotta, uh, I don't feel safe all the time with these mm-hmm. big kids running all around me. Mm-hmm. Or they may be in a setting with a lot of, a group of other toddlers. Yeah. And, you know, we know ratios are different from state to state, but mm-hmm. depending on how many teachers are in the room, you could have several toddlers together in the same room. Mm-hmm. So so sometimes it does become a matter of us stepping back again as the professional and saying, well, it's not exactly the most natural setting yeah. for this toddler. So so what, what kind of, you know, insecurity might they be feeling mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. about the situation and how can I once again make them feel a little bit more secure so they don't have to feel like, oh, I'm going to strike out because I, I, don't, I don't know what, what else, else to do. do. Yeah. And I think that, um, that as just being willing to always know that you have greater control than that toddler does. You're stronger, you're wiser, you're kinder, you're that safe, secure person in the room. And so looking at are we too crowded in here? Do we have too much stuff? Or do we have enough stuff? Are we, do we have double toys of those favorite items like the telephone and the grocery cart and the babies and all of those things that kids all tend right. to congregate toward? Is it too noisy? Is it too bright? How much time do we spend in one area? Do children lose interest? Are there toys and activities that are way too developmentally above that child so they're not able to find anything that's going to keep them occupied? So really, as you've said throughout our chat here, really understanding that it's my role as that lead in that space, as that adult, to mm-hmm. say, what am I? What can I do differently to mm-hmm. support the healthy development of the kids and help change things so that this biting falls off? Great wrap-up, Priscilla. Um, I think people listening will want, be really interested in our uh, part two mm-hmm. to this, where we really think think about some strategies. If you do have a child who's been engaging in those biting behaviors, it can be hard yeah. because parents get involved. Oh, sure. And, and so, um, so we'll talk about that next. Great. Thank you. Thank you. That's all for now. See you next time.